0: This is Kathy Brocks for LUTG Radios, WKKP Digital Broadcasting, DFW. Amen. This is the podcast. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And um, we got some, uh, I got some scriptures for you and I summarized them. And these are scriptures on peace. Sometimes we just, we need a scripture just to give us that peace, that extra oomph, that extra push towards choosing peace. Um, no matter what situation you're in, no matter what's going on with you, you, you want to bridle your tongue. Cause sometimes that's the thing that gets you into trouble when you got out of trouble. That's the one thing that'll get you bloop, all up in, all up in the business, in the business of trouble stuff. So you, you didn't even want to be bothered with because you know, you got other things to do, but you open that mouth and all kinds of things come out and you're like, man, I ain't really mean to say that, you know? And sometimes it's like, you're like, man, Lord, help me. And so I've been in that situation. So, <laughs> and so here's some scriptures that I found for you. I got about like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. I got like 10 scriptures. And so I'm going to give you the scripture ver the scripture verse. And you can go look it up, but I'm going to read the summary to you. And so that'll just help you to get an idea Of what the scripture is about. And you can go look it up yourself. So the first one is Psalms 34 and 14. And that's about seeking and pursuing peace. And so you kind of, you know how you get all hungry. And you go look for a burger joint. Or your favorite taco place. And if it's your favorite one. You'll drive across the city to get to that taco place. Because that's your favorite place. And you may only buy one or two tacos. But it's good. It was worth the drive. It was worth that 20-minute drive to that taco place. It was worth standing in line for 15, 20 minutes. Because it's your favorite place and it tastes so good. So you sought it out. You were seeking that place and you pursued, meaning you got in the car. You turned on the ignition and, you know, you put on the navigation to where it was or you know it by memory. And so... That, that's the same thing it is with peace. You want to pursue peace like you're pursuing your favorite taco joint or your favorite burger joint or whatever. Whatever's your favorite. You, you feel me? Some of y'all is, is chocolate ice cream. I personally am not a fan of chocolate ice cream. But chocolate is a big staple in America and throughout the world. I like chocolate, but I have yet to find that one chocolate ice cream that does not taste like chalk. And so... I'm pursuing it a little bit, um, but if you know of a chocolate ice cream that does not taste like chalk, please let a sister know. You know, you can put a comment in under the on the uh, under this podcast episode. All right, we gonna keep on going. Uh, the next <laughs> scripture is Isaiah fifty three and five, and this is about Jesus paid the price for our peace and healing, which means. You don't have to make any more sacrifices. Some of y'all like, oh man, I ain't gotta pay that medical bill. Look, you need to pay your doctor if they provided a service for you. I ain't gonna never tell you don't go to the doctor, cause you know sometimes you need to. Well, always you need to find out what the problem is so you know what to pray about. Um, but know this, you don't when you like when you praying for other people, you don't have never say, never ever say. Lord, put their sickness upon X, Y, Z. I don't even say that M-E thing because I totally believe you should never say that. But you never ask for somebody else's sickness to be put upon anyone else. You say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I call this person healed because you said, oh, Father God, that Jesus paid the price for every sickness and every disease, and so I'm calling upon that full glory anointing upon the blood of Jesus to do what you said it would do. Heal every disease and every sickness. I believe it in the name of Jesus, they are healed. And you point at them and say, you are healed in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing now. And what God does is the power of God will rise up in them or fall on them because the word of God is on the inside of you already. So you'll feel that, mighty Russian river whoosh, whoosh, come up in you and some of you feel the heat the, the fire heat of God come up in you and some of you feel that all oh, this glory it feels like honey it feels like thick honey rolling down your body and you'll feel that presence of the Lord upon you you'll feel that fire heat just ripping all that disease and Viruses and HIV right up out of you. Amen. God is a healer. You like Kathy. God heal HIV He heal cancer. HIV ain't nothing but another name for cancer. Now I ain't making light of it. I'm just saying nothing's too hard for God. So you can. I mean if you believe in God to to deliver you from that. Pray over yourself. And then go get your doctor's report. Go go back to the doctor and say test me. And so I have, however many times you have your checkup, test me. And you believe God, you believe God till you get that proof. Look, I am cool. I'm healed. I'm completely clean. I'm completely healed in the name of Jesus. You, you feel me? So you keep going with that. You keep believing. Never give up faith. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, and then we have uh, Matthew. Some of y'all are like, oh, you're going to leave it right there. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing else to say. I pray for people and people have gotten healed from blood diseases. People have gotten healed from, you ever had a situation, you ever heard of a woman with the issue of blood? It's in the Bible. This woman was bleeding for 12 years nonstop. I've known people to be bleeding nonstop. You only got so many pints of blood in your body. You feel me? And so if you bleeding and it's not from a period, a menstrual cycle, and you just bleeding and bleeding, that's like turning on a faucet with no stop button. No no way to, t- to turn it off. Eventually, you will bleed out if, we, if you don't put something back in or if you don't stop the bleeding. And so we did that for a family member. They were just bleeding, bleeding and bleeding and bleeding. All the blood was just draining out. And so the doctors put salt in there and... Packed it with salt. It was just—I mean—it was so much blood. It just knocked the salt out the way. And so, (laughs) I'm—I'm just giving you a summary example. But we got the prayer, and we got a group of people praying, and we just put the power of God on them. Boosh! I'm telling, we we believe we was not giving up. And to this day, I mean, we got the victory. We got the victory. I don't even—you—you see what I'm saying? So, we got the victory because God says that He will do it, and He is a victorious God. Amen. We got the victory, baby. And so, you just got to believe, and we just would not give up. And so, I don't care what disease, you know, whatever it's called, it don't, that don't, that ain't even the issue. The issue is, do you believe that God can do it? Do you believe that God can do it? I just heard. Do you believe that God can bring you a husband? That's God's business. You feel me? That's God's business. I don't I don't even worry about that stuff no more. But for you ladies that are wanting a husband, God will bring you a husband. What you got to do is write down on a piece of paper what kind of husband you want. How tall, how short, how slim, how skinny, what build, what hairstyle, what eye color. I mean, even down to his hands, what kind of job does this guy got? And same thing for the men. What do you want in a woman? What does she look like? What does she do for a living? You, you know what I'm saying? Some of y'all be like, well, I want to tell God what kind of sex positions I like. Why don't you, it would, it would be a better thing to say, Lord God, let my parts fit their parts. Let us be perfect for one another and let us find out or discover what we like and let, a, let us both be pleasing to one another abundantly pleasing to one another because the last thing you ever want to do is be stingy sexually meaning you get your rocks off and forget about your partner never do that and so it's always better to tell to just to pray that what god made will be because what he made is good and that your parts will fit their parts you feel me and so uh you want to go there i have one guy to tell me oh you don't know how to kiss do you I was like, oh, wow. And in my mind, when people say that kind of stuff, it makes me think, you've been with a lot of professionals, haven't you? And so, (laughs) I'm just messing around. (laughs) I got a lot of, I grew up with a lot of guys and a lot of friends. And sometimes they would joke around with me like that because, you know, when I was younger, I decided to wait. I didn't want to have sex like everybody else was doing. So I decided to wait. And so I, I firmly believe that God will bring you a mate. I absolutely believe it. But you got to write it down and mate, write it down what you want. So yes, God will bring you a mate, but you need to know what you want in that mate. Now, God will give you what he believes, what he knows is good for you. That person that will bless you. But you may look at them and be like, oh, they ugly. And see, that's the same thing that Beth Moore did. She's like, I don't like him. I like that one. And if you ask her, she'll tell you. And that one, that handsome one, that cute one, gave her a, ooh, a whole lot of trouble. But the both of them, present day, they 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 like glue. They like glue. They went through their stuff, and now they cool. they straight. They got a blessed marriage. But she, you know, the both of them work at it every day. So... Even if God puts two people together, you still got to work on the marriage. It ain't going to be perfect just because God says, okay, well, this guy is right for you or this girl is right for you. You still got to work on the marriage. He puts you together and he expects you to to work it all out and to stay together. But at the same time, he ain't going to be down there interceding. He ain't going to be down there in your face every day going, okay, Jack, why did you mistreat Missy? Why did you mistreat Jennifer, whatever name it is? Well, okay, Bobby, you can't be treating her like that. Because he already told you, he already wrote it down. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Boom, enough said. You, you feel me? And so a marriage is a work and you just got to work at it. Just like when you're dating somebody, it's work. And just like if, if you're going to school and you got your classes, your teachers ain't going to let you go to school, come to school every day and never do your homework. You go to school every day and they give you homework every day and you don't do no homework. Guess what they're going to do? They're going to fail your butt. And then you're going to get knocked it through a wall by your parents. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, nowadays, they don't, they don't really spank and they don't knock people through walls. But when I was younger, uh we greatly feared our teeny tiny mother because... She works so many hours a day. It's like it's all, It looked like she worked 24 hours a day. And the last thing we wanted to do was give her grief that, that she got to come to our school, take off from work to come to our school to check up on us for not doing what we know we're supposed to do. So, enough said there. So, whoever's listening to this, whether it's school, whether it's your mate, uh, whether it's your job do what you're supposed to be doing do the right thing you know so if it's calling your girl calling your guy if it's being nice to them being kind finding out their love language being doing your homework or whatever you got to do do it don't be scared as we used to say back in the day don't be scared (laughs) all right look y'all got me all off into something else okay so (laughs) Don't be scared, make peace. <laughs> and so actually, the next one is Matthew 5, 23 through 26, and it's about making peace with others quickly. And so I'm a firm, like I said before, I'm a firm believer in not letting the sun go down on my anger. And uh, especially with mates and whatnot. And so I'm I'm a firm believer in uh in peace, and um I hate sharing so. You won't find me sharing my glass of milk. I would rather give you my glass of milk than share your spittle. I, I don't want your spittle in my milk. And so I, I am not one to share, but I will give you what I have rather than share it. Because I'm perfectly happy with drinking water. I can wait till I can go get go to the store and get another gallon of milk. You feel me? And so milk sharing milk is not my problem. Because I'll give you mine rather than have a piecemeal. I don't ever want to be broken off a piece or to sip from the same cup. I, I, I'm i just one of those people. I can't sip from the same cup. I'm, my apologies ahead of time. I don't sip from the same cup. I don't share my burger. I will cut you a half of my burger. I'll give you half of my food rather than allow you to spit on my burger and give it back to me. Because, you know, we use saliva. Even when we take a bite, we use saliva to soften the bread and the meat before we take a chunk. And so that's just how it is. That's how your body works. And that's just me. I like to make peace and I like to share. I don't mind sharing. I'll give you half of my sandwich then I expect you to eat your eat your half and go on your way. Don't ask me for the other half. So funny. I was working with this lady. I was working in Chicago <laughs> at this uh, place that you know they provided management for housing. And uh, this lady liked to go out. She's a lady from the suburbs, and she used to like to go to the park over on Division and Ashland. If y'all know that little park right on the corner of Division and Ashland with the subway, <laughs> you know that. In the summertime, summertime, wintertime, but most in the summer and the spring, mostly in the summer, I should say, you'll find a bunch of homeless people or people pretending to be homeless <laughs> that will ask you for your lunch because either they didn't feel like packing a lunch or they want to see how much they can get out of you and keep in their own pocket. And some of them are genuinely homeless, right? <laughs> and so... These people, every day she would go down to lunch and she would think, "I'm a, th- today I'm going to get to eat my lunch. And she would be hungry, too. And I'd be like, why don't you just eat while you inside and then go out and enjoy the fresh air? She's like, well, I like to eat and look around. I'm like, okay. So she's like, would you come with me? Then I get down there and I'm like, man, I've seen this park before. It smells like urine. It's, it's, it's flies and birds flying around, dropping poop. And I'm like... Okay, she really wants to sit here. All right, I'm gonna sit here. I'm like cool, and so so it showed up. She she we sit down and I got my food and I'm, I'm taking mine out and they see this black woman here. And they know Kathy ain't up. They look at me. And they go, she ain't gonna give me nothing. You bought right, you bought right, cause I know what your game is. I already peeped you. I'm looking at your shoes and your shoes cost more than what mine cost. So I'm thinking, if you bought those or somebody gave them to you. I ain't gonna judge you, but let me see what you gonna do, right? And so I'm looking at them, and I'm looking at them, and they be—they came up to her and they goes, they go, "Can I have some of your food? I'm so hungry." And uh, <laughs> and she was like, "Well, this is all I have." And she offered them like some of her little snack pieces. I really want the sandwich. And so she offered them half of the sandwich. Don't you know this chick came back to her after she ate the half, came back for the other half of the sandwich. I said, wait a minute. <laughs> I just I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. She already gave you half. And you won't come over and ask her for the other half? And their excuse was, well, I'm homeless, so I don't care that you're homeless. And this is the reason why I said I didn't care that they were homeless. is because you want to take everything she has. She's already offered you half, and that wasn't enough. All of y'all coming around, ganging up on one person to take all they have, and what they really wanted was a purse because that's my thinking. I said, y'all need to leave. they like, what? I said, you heard me. You need to leave. And matter of fact, the next time she come down here, don't even bother her no more. And the reason why I said that is because she gave you half. The Bible only requires her to give you half. And I told them that. The Bible only requires for her to give you half. She doesn't have to give you her whole sandwich, even if she can go home and make another one. She ain't at home right now. She's hungry now. She needs to eat now, you taking all her food and preventing her from enjoying her lunch time. She was generous enough to give you half. I told him I wouldn't have gave you nothing. Now my normal thing is when somebody's hungry, I'll give you water, I'll give you, I'll give you food. But see me, I set a limit, and I don't care. I give you the limit of what I'ma do. This is what I'ma do, and this is all I'ma do. Bye. Now I'm not normally that harsh, but I say it firmly so that they understand. Look, I love you with the love of Jesus, but sister gotta eat. You feel me? And so there's nothing wrong with telling people, look, I'm gonna give you X, Y, Z, but then you know what? You know what? You gotta push on. That's 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 it, yo. That's it. That's it. That's all I got. That's all I got right now. That that's all I got. And so I grew up with people that would do that, and that's that's how that's what I knew. And so since that's what I knew, that's what I said. Look, y'all, y'all know the deal. Y'all know the deal. You know, you know what you're doing is wrong. You know, and so they was like, all right, all right respect, respect. Yeah, respect, you know, let the woman eat. And so she thanked me and whatnot. She's like, Thank you so much, because I I I was just afraid to come down here. And I was like, You ain't gotta be afraid of nobody, they ain't gonna hurt you. They just greedy. They just greedy, and maybe You know, maybe they are hungry, but you can't take everything from one person. That's like one person trying to feed all of the homeless in Chicago. It is impossible for one person to feed every homeless person in Chicago when there's so many other people that are willing to help. But you don't go to them because you're too afraid to ask them for help. When there's a man standing on the corner with a box full of sandwiches, but you won't go to him because you look, you think he may tell, you no. but he got a sign on the thing that says free sandwiches for anybody that wants one. It may say, all you gotta do is listen to the gospel. Now, let's see, you gonna ignore the gospel and go hungry and then go bug this woman over here because you ain't got to hear her talk about Jesus. You're crazy. I go listen to him talk about Jesus all day long. How many sandwiches can I have? As many as you want, as many as you can eat. Oh, okay. So <laughs> you you got to venture out. You can't stick with the same. You can't stand at the same resource. You got to venture out, go to another resource. And even, and I know I'm going off, I'm going a little further with this, but is because I know there's going to be some people that listen to this. That are in dire straits or that are hungry. Don't just look to your place of employment as your only resource. Your place of em- your place of employment is a seed. It is a seed, and you, what you do is you work your hours. You get that seed check. Before you pay your bills, you take ten percent off of that top off of your gross amount. That's before the taxes are taken out and you sow that seed into a church. You take another 10%, you stick it in a savings and then you pay all you, you take 50% of whatever's left over. You pay all your bills and you take another 10% that's left over and you put it into some kind of investment fund. And then another 10%, you buy your food and clothes and, and whatever you need for the household. And then the other 20% you can blow and have fun with. Go hang out with your people. Go hang out with with your, you know, with your girl, your with your boy. You you see what I'm saying? But enjoy and have fun and uh don't be afraid to check out other resources. God is your very first resource. And when it comes to God, you should only have one Lord. That's just the real deal. One God. That's what you should have. Because when you try and worship multiple beliefs, it doesn't work. You become conflicted. All right. Um, Okay. So we're moving on to the next scripture. Don't be afraid to help people. All right. Uh, Speaking of, don't be afraid. John 14, 27 is all about, don't be afraid. Trust God. God is your resource. When I say God, I mean Jesus, Jehovah, God, Holy Spirit. And so Jesus, uh, Jehovah, God is the creator of the heavens and the earth. Jesus is the son of God and Jehovah is the Holy Spirit or the mind of Jesus Christ. And uh, the Holy Spirit is the comforter in the earth. Now he's also called the comforter. And so don't be afraid to call on Jesus in times of trouble, because sometimes y'all say his name in vain without really realizing it. You be blanky blank, Jesus, oh man, Jesus. Or when you get scared, you go, oh my Jesus. <laughs> when some of y'all watching scary movies, you be like, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And so <laughs> don't be afraid to call on the Lord, but call on him for real. Be like, look, Jesus, I'm in this situation. If you real help me out, or you may know Jesus, but you're thinking, oh, I think I can handle it on my own, Lord. No, no, no. Why are you trying to handle that on your own? Ask him for advice. Pray. Ask the Holy Spirit for advice. Lord, lead me in the way to go. You feel me? Don't be afraid to trust God. Trust him. I pray for this guy all the time. I pray for it. I pray for a lot of people all the time, but this one particular guy. I pray for him all the time and I'm, I can see some results in him. Um, but I also see sometimes that he'd be backsliding, but I don't stop praying for him just because I can see him backsliding. I just keep praying for him because I believe that the blood of Jesus is more than enough. Um, and sometimes it's just him lying because sometimes people will lie. uh, Sometimes lying is a defense mechanism. And, and sometimes it's just you know I don't know other things. Uh, I be trying to psychoanalyze people. Sometimes I'm good at it, and sometimes I'm not. Uh, so anyway, but don't be afraid to pray for people, and don't be afraid to trust God. And um, when you're praying for people, don't judge them. Uh, only time I, I get I find myself judging him is when he starts lying, and I'm like, "What are you covering up?" And so, <laughs> so that's a whole other story. Uh praying for people to be lying. You'd be like, What are you trying to cover up? That don't make no sense. Okay, so <laughs> uh, and here's the other thing. This is the next scripture, Luke 18, verses 9 through 14. And this is about empathy for others. Honors God, God, God will exalt you. And so it is good to have empathy for other people. To, and that's basically, empathy means to see things from another por- person's point of view. Maybe you've never had a baby before. Like, for example, I have never, ever given birth before. I have seen babies born and being pushed out of the womb. And it is absolutely fascinating and horrifying all at the same time. But when the baby comes out, you're like... God's so pretty. Oh my goodness, how could that baby be so pretty? It just came out of that canal. Wow. Yeah, all that really does happen all in like one breath. I kid you not. Amazing. It's absolutely amazing. But when you look at the mother pushing that baby out, you're like, oh my goodness, I feel so sorry for you. Oh, I'm so sorry that oh my goodness, that that, that looks that looks like it really, 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 really hurts. But then you're like, "Oh, I would really love to experience that." Oh my goodness! But all that stuff runs through your head, and so <laughs> that's as I mentioned babies in birth because it's an easy thing to see. Because even guys, I've seen grown, burly men cry over the birth of a new baby, If their new baby. Oh my goodness. I've seen them ball tears, just running down snot just, okay. I'm exaggerating there, but tearing, tearing up, crying. Yeah. Some of them do snot anyway. Uh, (laughs) and then the next one is, uh, John, um, 16, 23 through 24. And this is that that's about make prayer requests to God in the name of Jesus. And so whenever you pray, You say, Father God, I come to you in the name of, uh, through the shed blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. And when you end the prayer, you say, Father God, I ask you in the name of Jesus. So you can say, in the name of Jesus before or after. I recommend saying it in the opening Father, I come to you through the the shed blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Or, Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ, through the the shed blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Because it's actually the name of Jesus. That opens the doorway and is not the blood. Now, see, some of y'all are like what is not the blood? I thought the blood covered all. It does, but it, you have to know when to apply the blood. And so, what happens is, it's like knocking on the door. You go, knock, knock, Mrs. Johnson, Mrs. Johnson, knock, knock. Well, Miss Johnson's gonna be like, who this? Who knocking on my door? I ain't asked for nobody to deliver nobody. My grandbabies ain't coming over. Who this? Who is this at my door? Now, Ms. Johnson ain't gonna open the door until you give her a name. Now, if you say, this is Taquan, or this is Cherise, or this is Kathy, they're gonna be like, "I don't, she'll be like, I don't know you. Who that? Oh, I'm your grandson's girlfriend. Oh, okay. And she may open the door a little bit. Baby, uh, well, if it was in my neighborhood, she'll push back the curtain. Okay, baby, well, he ain't here. Can I help you with something? And you're going to leave your little message or whatever. And so you got to have a name to get through the entryway, to get to get through the door, the entryway. And so if you don't have a name to get through the entryway, God is looking at you going, and he on his throne, <laughs> he, he behind his bench in the court, and he going, Yo, y'all smell something. Because remember, you are like a stench. You are a stench in the nose of God. And so he like, y'all smell something? Ooh, I smell something rotten. Who dares to venture up into my courts smelling like rotten sin, flushy? Just stink. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know. You been you, you 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 been walking out in public and all of a sudden you smell something so bad it's like gag you. You like <laughs> you get so mad cause you realize what it is flatulence that's right. Somebody done farted so far they farted so bad you choked. You just upset cause you like Man, how come they didn't spray some perfume? You could have warned a person. You could have warned a person, man. <laughs> it's really bad when it's your when it's one of your friends. You like, why you warn me? You was about to do that. <laughs> and so anyway, oh my goodness, <laughs> it's so. When you apply the book, when you when you when you open your prayer and you say in the name of Jesus, that opens the door to get you into the courts, and then once you get into the courts, Jesus is already standing there, and He's your advocate, and He says, "I plead the blood of Jesus on Kathy's behalf. I plead the blood of Jesus on Ari's behalf. I plead the blood of Jesus on." jamie's behalf i plead the blood of jesus on taquan's behalf or whatever he's pleading the blood of jesus on your behalf and this is whether jew or gentile if you said yes to jesus he's going to plead the blood of jesus on your on. he's going to plead his blood on your behalf and because that's his job that's his job all day every day he is not bound by time but you are and so That's when you apply the blood. You apply the blood when you get before the father, because otherwise all he smells is your stanky self, your stanky sin. But when you apply the blood of Jesus, you smell like the sweet honey of a honeycomb, like honey on a honeycomb. That's what you smell like because that's what Jesus smells like. In modern day, I should say in everyday language, because not everybody knows what honey on a honeycomb smells like, unless you go get a jar of honey. I guess you can go get a jar of honey and smell what that smell like, but not everybody's going to spend a bunch of money on some honey, but I'm talking about the pure honey, not the, not the one that's anyway. And so the, the other option to get is like, uh, most people know what cotton candy smells like. And so it smells like cotton candy. As, that's, that's kind of close, but he, Jesus smells so good. Oh my goodness. You can relate it to like peaches and cream, but it's, he smells better. He smells better than peaches and cream. And so, uh, anyway, so, <laughs> and, and so that's when you apply the blood of Jesus. All right. And so the next one is Ephesians 6, 18, and this is pray in the Holy spirit or uh, you can say hallelujah, which means praise the Lord. And so that's a praying in the Holy Spirit means to speak in tongues. Like when you go to church, you hear people saying, they, they say tongues. So basically tongues is another language that you don't understand. And so like if you, if you speak Spanish, you have never, you don't really know English. You may start speaking in English or if you speak Hebrew you may start speaking in Spanish, or you may start speaking in English, or you may start speaking in French. Parlez-vous, say, parlez I don't know. You know, and so for me, my Spanish is limited. However, my tongues have never been in Spanish. My tongues are usually in Russian or um, uh, I, I was trying. I think it's called Nagat. Not anyway, it's this African language that I will, that I picked up anyway and heard of anyway and so sometimes it's some african language sometimes it's some hebrew sometimes it's arabic um and it varies and so uh but it's all according to how the holy spirit ushers that language through you and so he ushers those utterances of words and so uh and so you want to pray in the holy spirit and you can receive the baptism of prayer a baptism of the Holy Spirit. You'll find it on the website. dot under the salvation. Find a church praise uh, page. And basically it's a part of the uh, salvation. And it's a prayer. Uh, you just say that prayer of salvation all the way through. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit is there. And you cannot receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit without salvation. Because one without the other is like. It's is like going outside with one shoe on. And trying to walk on glass with one shoe well your foot is bound to be cut and so (laughs) i liken that to in the bible uh people would go around praying and trying to rebuke devils and they say they would say things like i rebuke you in the name of the god that peter serves and those demons would be like (laughs) and kick their butt and so that doesn't work you you got to be saved all the way you can't go, oh, that's a cool trick. Let me do that." It it doesn't it doesn't work that way. You'll you'll get beat up. And so, yeah, th- that doesn't work. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the other one, the next scripture is James 1 chapter 6. I mean, James uh chapter 1 verses 6 through 7 and it says, uh, "Stay faithful in what you say. Think about situations, praying uh praying about it to God." And uh, do not doubt God. Pray continually. Thank God for answering prayers. And so you basically want to think about what you want to pray about before you pray. And begin the prayer with thanks. And uh, thank God for answering the prayer even before he has answered the prayer. You want to give him thanks. And that's a form of worship. So you always want to worship God when you pray before you even put forth your petition of prayer. Because he loves to spend time with you. And he'll... (laughs) God loves to spend time with you so much that he won't even, sometimes he won't say nothing just because he loves to, he loves being in your company because he knows that once he gives you an answer, you up and you gone with that answer. But, and so sometimes he'll just sit there and listen to you just because he, he loves you. So he just likes spending time with you and he'll just let you worship him and he just enjoys it. I, I, you know how I was about to like, I was about to give an example of petting a pet and how the little kitty cat loves it. It loves you to rub it and be like purring. But instead, I'll give you this example. I used to date this preacher and, uh, <laughs> and I used to love, 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 love running my hands through his hair. I love that we would be driving somewhere and he loved the massage. And somebody talked to him, and I hated this, somebody talked him into cutting off his hair because he's had like a little balls. you know, his hair was going short in the top little ball spot. And instead of consulting me because that was my hair, that was not his, that was mine, and instead of consulting me, he consulted them, and he went all the way bald. I did not like this because that was my hair. That was my hair for my fingers because I always made sure my hands were clean I would never touch anybody's head especially his uh, with dirty hands I'm just a person that washes my hands and that was my hair and I was so upset and I never touched his head again I just, <laughs> I, just <laughs> I just could not I could not I mean it was a nice head but you know when you have a bald head you can't be rubbing on it because um, you'll get like pimples um, anyway, and, 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 uh, and they, when they shave it a lot, you also, sometimes they have, they'll knit themselves and you don't want to mess up the head because a bald head with pimples on it looks really gross. And so anyway, not to be going backwards, but he did not consult me on his hairstyle. And that was a no, no, that was, you know, uh, he's, you know, some of y'all are like, you mean you laugh him because he cut his hair? No, actually, he left me or maybe it was mutual. No, he left. He left me. He left me. Yeah, preachers get a lot of booty, but we're going to move on to the next scripture. Uh, <laughs> James four and three. Now, this is about uh, be careful and avoid making prayer requests for pleasure. Remember, remember the prodigal son got his inheritance and wasted it partying and when it was all gone, those who helped him spend his money would not even give him a bed to lay his head or water to drink. They wouldn't give this dude bus fare. You feel me? And so sometimes the people that are there for you, they're there for the party. are never there for the work on the way up to the party and never there for the work to clean up after the party. And so you gotta find somebody that's gonna be with you in the thin times and the thick times. You, you in the good times, the good and the bad. You, those are your friends. Those are your back. You know we call it ride or die, but in this case I call it ride and live. Cause who trying to die? Ain't nobody trying to die. We, we working on staying alive until we finish the work that God has for us. So then we can do like, do like Billy Graham and relax and enjoy the fruits of our labor. You know, and then kick on when God be like, all right, come on. It's time to come home. We like, "Woo, all right, Lord, this was fun. Let's move on and have some more fun in heaven. Yeah, because we all want to hear. Well done. Well done. That good and faithful servant. But a lot of people want to hear that. Right. But see, a servant to me is it's all right. It's cool. But a servant is not someone you would pull to your breast a servant is not a friend a servant gets paid while it's nice to hear well done that good and faithful servant I want Jesus to pull me to his breast like he did John them but I'm his wife so I want him to pull me to his to his big old muscular chest because it's huge his big old chest and be like yeah girl I'm so excited to see you. Oh my goodness! Ooh, you did such a good job down on earth. Oh my goodness! I was rejoicing and celebrating every time you talked about me. Every time you won souls, somebody heard a message that you gave, they got saved. He's like, girl, you did more than you even know. Let me show you. Oh, I'm so happy with you. Oh. You are my confidant. You are my friend. You are my bridesmaid. Oh, my goodness, girl. Oh, mm. Woo. Yeah. So, see, that's more than a servant. That's all I'm saying. And so, uh, I think I need a drink of water. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay, so the last scripture it's uh, 1 John chapter 5, verses 13, 13 through 15. And it says, uh, it's a, this is about when you pray, ask according to God's will. Because he will not go against the Holy Bible, his word of faith. God hears the prayers of those who believe he is the son of God. God grants mercy, merciful prayers of those without verbal confessions of faith. Hope is a little faith and enough for answered prayer. And so, when you are unsaved, God hears your prayers. You unsaved people that be in the chapel. I just saw somebody in a chapel hospital, in the hospital, in one of those chapels in the hospital, and you asking God for something. I ain't hear what you said. I just saw you there. I think it's a guy. Anyway, so, male and female be in these chapels, and y'all be praying, and y'all ain't saved, and y'all be like, okay, Jesus. I'm gonna come to you now but I'm telling you if you don't answer this prayer for me right now I ain't gonna never come back to you and Jesus is like oh, it took you about 40 years to come and say that man you you kind of rude ain't you <laughs> and so for you if you are unsaved you don't want to talk to God like that I'm telling you you you, you that ain't mercy That's kind of like some, some dude walking up to you and go, look, man, move. (laughs) And so how many of y'all dudes know if some dude will, we'll make this even better for you. Some dude that is not on this dude. You, you about like what you like five eleven six feet or whatever. You a good size. You a good medium build. You got some muscles on you. You know, you a good medium build, right? Some four foot two, four foot two dude come up to you and go. Now he in your way. You're walking down the street, minding your own business. Instead of him moving to the side, he walks right up in your walkway. Right up to your chest. And, you know, since he's so little, he, you know, he kind of at your belly button. And he look up at you, he go, Man, move. And you're like, what the freak? <laughs> you like, no, he didn't just say this to me. And you looking around for a camera because you like, am I getting punked right now? <laughs> and you like, this is impossible. This, this is impossible. Where the camera at? Where the camera at? And he like, ain't no camera. Boom. <laughs> you like, man, you funny. And you walk off, right? And lo and behold, this dude kicks you in the... Sh- he kicks you in the thighs or something. He kicks you in your leg. You like, what? And, he- <laughs> and you start chasing... <laughs> Because you're like, I can't believe this. (laughs) You're like, I can't believe this crazy (laughs) just kicked me. (laughs) And you are ready to pummel this dude in your suit. (laughs) Until you realize you got to be merciful. So all I'm saying is, when you are praying, And you are unsaved. And this will apply to the saved people too. But when you are unsaved, you are praying for the mercies of God. You don't have any rights or authority. You are praying for the mercies of God. So don't be, God is like the six foot four dude. And you like the four foot two dude. Don't be going up in the chapel, yelling at God and screaming at him to the top of your lungs and telling him what you what you ain't going to do and if he don't do X, Y, Z. That's like kicking him in the leg. you like, are you for real? <laughs> and so when you go to God, you want to be humble. And then you can say something like this, Lord, look, Jesus, I don't know if you're real or not, but, you know, show me that you're real. This is what I'm believing because a lot of people say that and God understands your heart. He understands that you don't know that you don't know that he is the real deal. He totally gets that. And just say, Lord. And you don't never make a deal with God. Don't don't bargain. Just say, look, God, I don't know that you're real, but I've been hearing that you heal and that you pay the price for all for all of man to be healed. I'm asking you to heal whoever X, Y, Z, whoever's in that hospital to heal them and to save all our souls. And so that's a good, that's a good opportunity right there to say, look, Jesus, save me. And even if you saying save me so I can save my family, save me and show me how to pray. Tell me how to pray so I can save my family, so I can save my loved ones. Show me how to pray. You can say that and say it. Show me how to pray. Save me so you can show me how to pray. Because I want to save my family and I want to do it now. And God will move like lightning to get that done. And so God will do that for you really fast, so fast that I'm going to offer you an opportunity for salvation right now. Because in John 3, 16, it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And because you are on your knees, because you are, your heart is, and your mouth is confessing that you want to be saved and you want to know how to pray for your family. This is the prayer you say for yourself and that you present to your family. Because the prayer of salvation is, Not only gives you forgiveness of your sins, but it applies the blood of Jesus over you. It makes you righteous and the righteous are entitled to health and healing for your whole body, for your mind, your body, your finances, and anything that is yours. Amen. And for many, it is immediate. And some have to go through a process, but the healing is yours. All you got to do is believe, receive it, and keep on believing. Don't let go. So repeat this prayer of faith after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I confess my sins before you this day. I give up my past life with Satan and close every door to all Satan's devices. I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me and for bringing me back. To where I once was. From this day forward, Lord Jesus, I will be sensitive to how you feel. I won't hurt you. I will obey you, Lord Jesus. I ask you. To present me to Jehovah in your name. Lord Jesus, I believe with my heart. I confess with my mouth. That you rose from the dead. That I am saved. And receive you today. Wholeheartedly. One hundred percent. Make me a light in a dark place. And from this day forward, I will leave this place and share you with everyone I meet and everyone I know. It's commitment, Jesus. I will get this world for you. I pray this prayer. To the Father, in the name of Jesus, I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus, with evidence of speaking in tongues for the edifying of the body of Christ Jesus by the will of Jehovah God. Amen. Congratulations, hallelujah, you just got saved, amen. You have now been made righteous, hallelujah. The Bible says in uh, 2 Corinthians five seventeen, 17, uh, therefore, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away, behold, all things have become new. That would be you, beloved, amen. Glory to God. There is a prayer in the book of Matthew, uh, and it's in the sixth chapter. And the sixth chapter tells you about praying. And so start reading. Normally I tell people to start off with the book of John reading, but because you want to know how to pray. And with prayer, there's fasting. Um, but you want to know how to pray. So pick up the uh, a Bible, go to the New Testament, And go to chapter 6 and read chapter 6. The Lord's Prayer begins on uh, verse number 9. And it says, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, As we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And verse 14 says, if we forgive men their trespasses, our heavenly father will also forgive our trespasses. But if we forgive not men their trespasses, then our heavenly father will not forgive our trespasses. And I'm kind of summarizing there. Um, The Lord's Prayer is about pursuit and overcome and allowing God to move on your behalf. So the Lord's Prayer is about, because God can do absolutely anything. He's already done everything. But in order for God to move on your behalf in the earth, he actually needs your permission to enter into the earth To move on your behalf. The Holy Spirit is here. But the Holy Spirit gets instructions from the Lord. You cannot tell the Holy Spirit what to do. But because the Father gave the earth to man. He needs man's permission. To enter into the earth. To fix your problems. Even though he's already provided the blood of Jesus. For your salvation and for your healing. For him to move by the power of God on your behalf. You need to speak and say, Father, I believe in the name of Jesus that I am healed. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I believe my child is healed. I thank you, Lord God, for healing my loved one, my child. I thank you, Lord God, for that job. I thank you, Lord God, for a home, uh, for food or for water, whatever it is. You pray in the name of Jesus and that gives God the permission to do it to move on your behalf because if you don't say something he cannot Remember if you don't say something God cannot move on your behalf so spirit you you are what's called a speaking spirit You must speak You are you are God's speaking you are God's You are God's mouthpiece in the earth, so you got to speak for yourself and for your family. Speak and pray and tell God what you want him to do for you and believe him to do it. Walk out, walk like he's done it already. Amen. Stay in faith. This is Kathy Brocks for LUTG Radios, WKKP Digital Broadcasting, the LUTG Radio Podcast, baby. We are on Stitcher. We are on Anchor. We are on Pocket Cast, Apple iPods, Apple Podcasts, iTunes. That's probably the same thing. Uh, A bunch of places. Uh, Did I say Anchor? And we're on Anchor. Uh, I post it up on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and as many social media outlets as I possibly can. We're on Spotify, um, Lipson. Uh, let's see here where else. We're also on uh, Deezer radio page, radio.com. It's actually called Radio Public, Radio.com uh, SoundCloud, Tumblr, Twitter, YouTube, and a few other places too. So wherever you find the LUTG radio show podcast with Kathy Brox, please share it. Amen. And tell a friend and listen to it a bunch of times and get me some, you know, put some reviews down there, some likes and whatnot. My goal, I'm trying to reach 5,000 downloads and 20,000 listeners. That's what I'm trying to go. I'm going for because my hope is also that each and every person will get saved. Or if you already saved, give it to somebody else. That'll get saved in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Help me with my goal. Glory to God. Jesus loves you. Beloved. Mwah. I guess I'll see you later on the next broadcast.